Welcome to Global Outpouring, where we contend for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit promised in Joel 2.28, and we equip for the outpouring so that we may engage in the outpouring. I'm Philip Buss. And I'm Sharon Buss. Welcome to the podcast today. We have our friend, Pastor Mark Bristow, with us, who's on our board of directors, and he's going to be one of our speakers at our convention that is coming up soon, June 29th through July 2nd. And he's going to share with us some more of the amazing things that God has given him in outpourings that he's experienced in his ministry. Well, welcome back, Pastor Mark, for part two of (laughs) Outpourings with Mark Bristow. We're delighted to have you with us again this week, and uh, we look forward to whatever it is the Holy Spirit has for you to share with us today. I'm I'm just so excited that you're going to be with us again at our convention. Oh, I love it. I love it. We're holding the convention again this year in our tabernacle, Glory Tabernacle in Jasper, Arkansas. It's really five miles south of of Jasper, uh, up on the mountain, and it's just a glorious place, and God has moved there so many times, and we're expecting just a glorious time for, for Him to move again, and we want to welcome everyone to come if you can, come and stay in the the local bed and breakfast places, and cabins, and motels, and all the places that are available in Jasper, Arkansas. It's just a little bitty town. It's a population <laughs> of 488, but it's oh in the beautiful Ozark Mountains, and some of the views are million-dollar yeah, views. It's on the Buffalo National River. Yes, very nearby. So we want to welcome you to come and make a vacation out of it. Uh, You can go to our website, globaloutpouring.org, and look at the details and click there to register and find a place to stay. And we're just going to have a glory time. And Pastor Mark is one of the speakers that's going to help to bring down the glory because we see it every year. It's just an amazing, life-changing time. I'll never forget my first convention. Long time ago. Long time ago. But it was so life-changing. Every one of them has been life-changing. Every one of them makes you just get closer to Jesus. Hallelujah. And experience the Holy Spirit. So Pastor Mark, welcome back again. Thank you. Thank you for being with us. And uh, my honor, you're going to be one of the speakers. What's the Lord? uh, Has has he given you any indication of of something that you're supposed to share at this convention? The thing that has been on my heart and mind with this is the word impartation. And stir the gifts. You know, when Paul said that to Timothy, the Greek actually says fan into flame, sort of like embers Mm -hmm. being fanned into flame Mm -hmm. so that those who receive go out with a mighty fire in them. Yes, That's, that's what I want. I want that fire of the spirit wherever we walk, Yes, you know, because uh, I for years worked with some of the staff of Catherine Kuhlman. I came in in her meetings, but then she passed away in a short time there. And uh, but later I worked with some of her remaining staff and uh, they used to tell me 
that, you know, there wasn't Christian TV was in its infancy. Then there Mm -hmm. really wasn't when she was filming Christian TV on her television show. And there's some guy that's posting oodles of that up on YouTube. You can go up and find. In fact, he colorized one of the old black and white healing services out from California. And it's quite good. Wow. Wow. And cleaned up the old grainy video, you know, and um, but they tell me she filmed at CBS Hmm. and they tell me that, uh, of course, you know, Miss Kuhlman was a different person. She certainly was. You never saw her. She talked like this. Very dramatic. Yes. (laughs) I remember. So that, you know, the, the, the studio hands there, I think for a little while wondered what in the world they'd met. <laughs> but after a while, they began to see that God answered that woman's prayers. And so they had come to her with their family needs and personal needs and all. She'd pray with them and God would work. So, you know, they became, you know, uh, her, her, you know, believers, not only in her, but in the Lord. Well, yes. yeah. Long story short, you know, secular business. Uh, Philip, you've worked around electronics. Sharon, you have too, and ministry and so on. You know, I mean, that's just fraught with problems. I just <laughs> some days think, you know, that's the devil's playpen sometimes. I mean, he just <laughs> loves to have glitches and, and uh, problems and all of this drive you crazy. Well, you know, TV studios, the same. They began to realize when Miss Kuhlman was in the building, all of that would stop and everything would work correctly. Wow. Wow. You know, you get in a big business mm. where people are working there day after day. She's filming next door to Carol Burnett, next door to Johnny Carson. And oh, so my. On. Wow. And, uh, you know, politics in an, in an office, you know, somebody gossips about this one, that all of that would stop. Wow. Mm. And suddenly the guys got to where? Man, do you feel that? Hmm. Peace has just come in the building. Go see if Miss Kuhlman just came in. And sure <laughs> enough, she had just walked in the door. Wow. See, yeah. as much as the miracles, that's what I want. When we walk into a place. Absolutely. That's so I want the spirit of God to walk in with us so much yes. so that it changes the atmosphere. <laughs> I yes. was trying to get a break <laughs> to say that. And you just did. <laughs> I said something to Sister Gwen one time, and she said, Mark, that's not just the Holy Spirit said, I believe that the angels that walk with them mm-hmm. walk in there and, and they bring that peace into that place. And, uh, oh, that's what I want. Yes. That's what wow. I want. I mean, that a Philip and Sharon know me well, and they've seen me come unraveled a time or two <laughs> here and there. And, uh, you know, I, uh, once in a while when Mark w- walks in, it's not peace. It could be trouble. <laughs> but what I want, I'm better than I was. I'm working on it. The Lord's We're all working making on progress. <laughs> I want the spirit of God. Yes. You know, yes, when when a friend of mine, Jerry B., a great evangelist of yesterday's in heaven now. Jerry B. Walker. Yes. We would do the big meetings in Africa and uh, uh, Durban and in Cape Town. You've been to one of the churches where we would minister mm-hmm. there. And uh, we would stay at a certain hotel, especially in Durban. And one day the, uh, the host of the breakfast room came to me. And he said, Dr. Bristow, you're causing a problem. And I thought, well, I wouldn't doubt it. It hadn't been the first time. What did I do? (laughs) He said, 
all the waiters are jealous of Dr. Walker. Now, he wasn't a great tipper, so it wasn't that. <laughs> I mean, he'd do whatever it required, but it wasn't, you know, that he's just the great tipper. Well, they were jealous. They could feel the spirit and the presence of God around it. So they said, would you please begin to sit here and sit there? Because if you just sit in one place, only certain waiters can wait on you. Oh, and they all wow. want to be around wow. the man of God. Yes. Now They weren't wanting to be around me. But anyway, we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> I want that. Yes. I want that. That's what, when we talk about outpouring, mm -hmm. it's not just the miracles and the signs and the wonders. It's where Jesus invades your life to when you walk in, he walks in. Yeah, that's right. That's, yeah. that's what I want. You know, we were talking about one of the miracles before it just came to my mind before the uh, broadcast here. Uh, years ago, I was down in Houston doing a meeting, small church, friends church, just wonderful church there, storefront thing. And uh, some way or another, a couple who were, you know, they have a famous you know, medical center there with everything from cancer to heart to everything there in the Houston area. And this woman, probably late 60s, I would guess, you get in trouble and you start talking about women's age. But anyway, <laughs> um, she had, I believe they called it a dowager's hump where they're bent over at the neck, you know, where mm -hmm. the bones are, the spine is, is bent. And she was in terrible pain. She had lost four inches in height. Mm. And they were going in to begin the surgery process the next day. And it was wow. going to be a long involved thing uh, more to, I mean, to relieve pain. She was in agony. Because, and the spine was, uh, what do they call, I forgot what they call the S-curve. Scoliosis. Scoliosis, Scoliosis yeah. as well. And uh, she's standing next to her husband. We're at the back of the church, not very big church. And I walked back to her and she told me the problem. And I began to pray, never touched her. Suddenly, she violently begins, bends backwards with her feet on the ground she bends backwards and touches the ground with her hands. I don't think you can even do that. Like, like over the shoulders. Over she the shoulders. Over yes, the shoulders. back behind her. Yeah, I think she we did bends. something like that in gymnastics long, long ago. Well, maybe long, <laughs> long ago, but today I'd break in half. Lord, have mercy. When she, she's screaming while it's happening, her husband's screaming. I'm about to scream. You know, like, my God, what are you doing to this woman? When she stood back up, she had when she went down, I'd noticed she came to about her husband's chin. When she stood back up, she came to the top of his nose. Wow. <laughs> he began to scream because he could see the difference. And I, when she went in the next day, there was no need of surgery, no oh, need yeah. of anything. Got it, yeah. it, it, uh, it mm. turned medical. Said, of course, they the doctors there, many have been there long enough. They've seen miracles. Uh -huh. uh, Dr. DeBakey did, did heart surgery on a friend of mine uh, some years back. And we had a miracle with her. It's a long story. I won't tell it. But miracle, because uh, it was the third set of bypasses. And they, oh you can normally only do only two. They run out of room to put things. Mm. And he came out and said, I knew you all were praying. Wow. We've had a miracle. Wow. Those doctors see those things, you know, mm -hmm. uh -huh. Oh, I, I, I love all of that. When you when God just it's the most 
There have been times that my own mind said, is this real? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is It is so immediate, so easy. It's not a hard thing when God does it. It, uh, it happens, and then you just stand there staring at it, uh, wondering what in the world, you know? And uh, I, I am expecting uh, at this convention, God to pour out of himself just Amen. that way. Amen. You know, I remember one of our friends was up ministering one night at one of the conferences at the end. Mm-hmm. And the power of God had fallen and people were all over the floor. And I think you two were kind of scattered about. Could be. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm supposed to close the service. But when I walked up there, I walked into a cloud of the power of the Holy Spirit. And suddenly words of the Lord to this one and that one began to come out of me. And a young man there who had just, oh, his family was breaking up. It was, he was new to all this. I forgot who had brought him, but uh, probably 25, 30, something like that. And family was coming apart at the seams and he was desperate. And the Lord began to speak all of that to him and that God was going to heal and God was going to restore. He just began to cry out, oh, God, I receive it. Oh, see, I love when the Holy Spirit does things like that Mm -hmm. and speaks to people's hearts and lives. Um, And it can be the simplest thing. Mm -hmm. But you just stand in awe at... uh, what God does. But the thing I feel for me in this conference, I feel we're to lay hands. Thank God we can do that again now Mm -hmm. instead of having stand across the room, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but to lay hands and believe God to impart and stir Mm. spiritual gifts. Yes. You know, when Paul told Timothy about stir up the gifts, The Greek actually says, we would say, fan the embers into flames. Mm -hmm. That's what I want, that people walk with this move of God. That's right. Everywhere they go, Uh, you know, in my life, in your life, in Philip's life, every one of us. Yes. Mm -hmm. We've got some, but I want more. Exactly. And, you know, when every time you say this thing about about fanning the embers into flames, it reminds me of a story that I heard of a pastor who went to see somebody from his congregation who hadn't been coming to church for some time. He, you know, he for whatever reason, he wasn't coming. And, and the pastor came and, and it was it was a chilly night and the man had a fire in the fireplace. And so the pastor just sits down in the chair near, near the fireplace with the man and and he's just sitting there, and they're, they're just sitting there looking at the fire. And the pastor gets up, and he, he takes a poker, and he, he grabs one of the coals with, with the poker and pulls it away from the rest of the fire. Mm-hmm. And after a while, it gets dimmer and dimmer mm-hmm. and dimmer. Sure. And just about goes out. And, and then the pastor gets up and takes the poker and pushes it back into the <laughs> fire. And it gets bright again, and it gets fiery again, and it gets going again. And after a while, the pastor gets up and he says, well, it sure was good to see you. <laughs> and, and the man says, uh, thank you for that fiery sermon. 
But isn't that the truth? It is. We have to fan the thing back into Mm. flame. You know, it's so easy. I mean, maybe maybe we're still in the congregation. Maybe we're still, you know, doing what we normally do. But maybe we're not doing it with the fervency. Maybe we're not. Maybe we're doing it kind of more on the outside and not from the heart. You know, sometimes we're doing the right thing for the wrong reason. Yeah. Or yeah. even the wrong thing for the right reason. Yeah. But, you know, bottom line is we need to get rightly aligned with the spirit of truth, with the, with Jesus Christ yeah. himself. He's He's the one that keeps us fiery. You know, the, the description of him in Revelation chapter 1, where his, his feet are like like a uh, bronze that's been just been poured out, you know, yeah. poured into the mold and it's still all fiery and, and he's mm. got fire in his eyes. He is passionate for you. He is passionate for me. He's passionate for us to be so inflamed with passion for him that we are doing everything that we do because we love him, not because mm. it's the right thing to do. So sure. many times we're busy doing the right thing because it's the right thing to do. And sometimes we even do it grudgingly. But when we do things because of our, <laughs> our passion for him, because we love him. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes we will, we're willing to do things because we love him, but it's still kind of a, mm, I don't really want to do this, but I'll do it because I love you. <laughs> but, but God wants to fan that stuff into flame. He yes, wants to bring yeah. us back into the, the heart of the fire because our God is a consuming fire. Yes. And if yeah. he's a consuming fire and he made us in his image, what are we supposed to be? We're yeah. supposed to be carriers yeah. of that flame. Carriers, yes, Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, my uh, friend, Ruth Fisher, that was with Catherine Kuhlman for 26 years. Now, Ruth loved the Lord. <laughs> I mean, loved the Lord and, and wanted him and to serve him more than anything else. But Ruth's job in Catherine's office was filing the 10,000 letters a week that came. Wow. <laughs> she didn't have to answer him, though, did she? Uh, the, her sister answered. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, they'd take sleeping bags up there to the office because they lived about 50 miles away. They didn't have to. Catherine didn't ask them to do that. You know, they just they wanted to. Ruth had been healed and they want to serve the Lord. But even with that love, you know, filing can get to be tedious a bit. Mm -hmm. And uh, Ruth told me one day, she said, I used to stand at the door at the end of the day and say, I'm never coming back. <laughs> but every day she did for 26 years, you know, yes. because she loved the Lord. And the Lord, if that's what you've got for me to do, and that's the way I can help. Of course, she prayed for the sick in the wheelchair sections yeah. and where the stretchers were in the big meetings, you know. But, that's kind uh, of rewarding to yeah. see people get up out of wheelchairs and off <laughs> the know, stretchers. That's where she wanted to be, you know, but yeah. uh, the filing, filing was a part of it. <laughs> oh, boy. Or counting, or counting the offerings and. Oh, yeah. Getting those early flights home. <laughs> yeah, she told, you know, they would sit up in those days. They didn't, you know, today we can take things to the bank. They have the automatic counters and all that. They would be in the Shrine Auditorium in L.A. And 7,000 people. Well, you can imagine the offering from that, you know, and a lot of it in $1 and $5 bills and mm-hmm. so on. Most of it in there. And thank God for it, you know, mm-hmm. for the ministry. But... There would be about three or four of them in the Brinks 
security guys would come to the hotel room with that and they would sit up all night counting that offering and getting it ready to go. And then they would run to LAX and catch what we used to call the red eye flight. I don't know if they still have those, you know, those wee hour mm-hmm. morning of the, when your eyes are red back to Pittsburgh, go straight to the office and go straight to work. Wow. <laughs> we all know something a little bit about some of that. We you do. know, you think, <laughs> Oh Lord, can I do anymore? Mm-hmm. But you do it because you love him. Yes. yes. He gives you, you grace know. to do it too. He does. There's he does. a grace that comes because you love him. Mm-hmm. It's not Absolutely. it's not just that we do this cuz we have <clears throat> to do it. It's yeah. it's we know that as we press into his presence, he gives us the grace to stretch. And he we does. Can, we can go beyond what we think we can do. We can go beyond what we know we can do because it, we step into the supernatural then. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's because, you know, you when you want him to be pleased with you. So whenever there's the chance for ministry to pour out, mm-hmm. whether in the letters or whether in person, I want his presence. Mm-hmm. That's right there, because that's the only thing. And, you know, it's the most amazing thing in, in, in the meetings that some way extends out into the audience. I, uh, you know, it, it, it has to do with this like. Psalm 2 there, where the Spirit of God, the wind and the Spirit filled the house. Mm-hmm. In Acts 2. And, uh, you know, he just begins to fall upon people. Yes. And then I just kind of have to direct traffic and deal with it mm-hmm. at that point. Uh, just what, you know, find out what in the world is, is happening. We had a woman the other day in one of the church services here in Odessa. I mean, just sort of screamed and fell out of her chair. Mm. And what had happened, she had had neck problems and uh, I don't know what you call the joint that, you know, where you move your bottom jaw. Mandible or something. But it it got locked up. She couldn't open her mouth. Oh, she wow. almost had to drink through a straw. Hmm. Wow. And God healed that thing. Glory to God. God. And uh, I mean, she just suddenly realized she could open her mouth. And that's what all that was about <laughs> when the spirit of God fell on her. Wow. Uh, there was a man uh, two Sundays ago and we were worshiping, you know, trying to behave ourselves. <laughs> and uh, he's a, he's a rather big guy. And suddenly he stood up, he shouted, he began to dance up and down and he put his arms right straight up in the air. And what I didn't know for about eight years, one of his shoulders had been frozen and mm. locked. Oh, wow. But the spirit of God just fell on him while he was worshiping and loosened that thing. And you talk about come unraveled. (laughs) (laughs) And he told me later, I'm a Methodist. I don't do things like this. God's humor. I love it. it. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. How do you feel when... Like, do you, do you, can you sense something when God's about to do a miracle? Yes, it, it, I can feel, I, I may not know, sometimes I know what he's going to do, but sometimes he just does it. But I'm in West Texas when a thunderstorm is coming. And if you're outdoors, you can feel if there, especially if it's going to be electrical, you know, mm-hmm. lightning and so on, you can feel 
disturbance in the air and sometimes an electrical charge. Mm-hmm. Wow. I remember as a kid, my father told me, if you ever feel that, you begin to feel like, uh, you know, your hair beginning to sort of prickle and, yeah. and uh, you know, get, get, get out of there because it means there could be a lightning strike. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm using sort of allegories and metaphors to describe something spiritual, mm-hmm. but something like that. Mm, wow. uh, I'm aware, almost like if you've ever been when a cold front moves in and suddenly the wind changes from the north to the west in a moment. And you're aware of that swirling around you or you if you've ever been out in the ocean and uh, standing maybe about waist high, chest high, you know, and the swells come over you yeah, <laughs> and pick your feet up off of the off of the bed, the mm-hmm. seabed there mm-hmm. and sort of, you know, move you around to me in a spiritual sense. I feel something like that mm-hmm. when that begins to happen. And then I know that I'm just simply follow what happens. I either hear something, speak this to that person, or I see something in my mind's eye, myself praying for that person or minister. And I may not even know what the end of it will be. I just see myself, you know, speaking out to this person, or maybe I hear a word back problems or heart problems or something. And drawn to a certain when I say or or act on whatever it is, that's when that. And once that begins to flow, it's like opening the floodgates on a dam. Mm -hmm. And that just begins, you know, you get caught. It's if you've ever been. We have some rivers here in Texas that uh, uh, the one down by Austin that you can get in the inner tubes and float down the river. And sometimes it's rough and sometimes it's very calm, but once you're in it, it feels something like that, almost like riding a wave. (laughs) So do you have any, do you have any conscious thoughts while all this is going on? Oh yeah. Yeah. My brain is one. I'm trying to analyze. Okay. Is this the character of God? Is this the personality of God? Mm -hmm. You know, Paul says, prove all things, hold fast that which is good. So, you know, if something where somebody gets a little hectic or a little out of line, you just try to softly, sweetly nudge them back into, you know, let's go this direction. Or my own mind, which is still, you know, I still have that old carnal mind, just as we all do. We're trying to get it renewed. But, you know, I hear, tell them they're being healed of that tumor. And I don't know if they've got a tumor. And my mind says, are you crazy? (laughs) What if you say that and it's wrong? But when that presence comes like that, I've learned to trust that. And uh, I remember a service in a worship service. And uh, it was in a room where there were chairs some of the church chairs, what they call gang together, they have the little things on the side of them that yeah. all lock, you know, so you can uh-huh. keep them in a straight row. Yeah. And that's what they were sitting in. And the woman had come with help on a walker. She was the sister of a friend of mine, but from a Denver, a distant city to us. And unknown to me, she has a tumor um, in all the girl plumbing somewhere. And apparently a very <laughs> large tumor. <laughs> And uh, she also had ruptured discs 
and the doc and they to to do the surgery on the disc they have to go in from the front and so they're trying to figure out now is the tumor cancer is it something we can remove can we do the surgeries to get in the meantime she's in agony and she is a retired lvn nurse oh my so she's very aware of what medicine you know all Mm -hmm. the at any rate while we're worshiping it's like i can see an x-ray of her Hmm. Or MRI or something. It's like I can see through her and I can see the tumor and I can see the three discs that are messed up in the spine behind the tumor. Wow. And I heard say that. So I'm, I'm sitting at the keyboard. People are singing. I just stop and point her to her and began to say, it. and when I started into that, it looked like she was being electrocuted. Wow. She shook, the people around her shook until they fell off the chairs into the floor. Wow. Wow. This went on for about five or six minutes. I'm describing the condition and what it is, the disc, the spine, the whole deal. They couldn't do the surgery, all that. And uh, she finally screams out because she's shaking so violently. I mean, almost like convulsions. Mm. And you'd have to see it took her 20 minutes to get into the room. She was in such pain. Mm. She suddenly puts her hands up and cries out, God, I can't take any more of this. And it stopped like somebody turned the light off. Mm. She got up. She picked up her walker. She began to carry it over her head. (laughs) She walked out in kind of a clear space there. I love it. Bent over, touched the floor three or four times. She went out of that room. Back behind there, there are stairs. She didn't know. It's not her building. She didn't care. She decided she she couldn't go upstairs. So she decided she'd go upstairs. She couldn't climb them with the pain. She climbed the stairs. She came back down. We're waiting to see what's happened. Long story short, she called me about 8 o'clock the next morning. Her sister gave her my number. She was staying at the sister's house, you know. And she said, Mark, I've been a nurse a long time. I know about everything that can come out of a human body. She said, about three this morning, I began to have abdominal pain that was just excruciating. And I knew I would have to get to a bathroom. And I rushed. And she said, something came out of me that I've never seen come out of a human being. Mm. and said, so far as I can tell, it was that tumor, but it was shredded like somebody had put it through a paper shredder Wow! with all the fluids and everything with it. She went back to her doctor, no tumor, no ruptured discs. Thank you, Jesus. But that's just when the, when the spirit of God shows up, you never know what he's going to do, but he's going to meet people's needs. Amen. When they're crying out for him. And that's what's going to happen at this convention. Yes. Hallelujah. That's what we're going to see. Amen. And, you know, he's not limited by, uh, I, I mean, I love to be there in the presence. Right. But he's not limited by that. If you happen to be watching on the stream, yes. boy, he'll reach out across that stream just as powerfully, across that video and audio just as powerfully. Mm-hmm. He can minister to you if you can't get there. He can minister to you right where you're at. Uh, it's the most, um, you know, we showed that old video of Catherine Kuhlman from the Miracle Service out in L.A. years ago, like 69 or something. And a guy's 
cleaned up the old grainy video and made it very nice. Do you know the power of God fell in the room and people were healed as she was ministering mm. up there on the, on the, you know, on the video, <laughs> the Holy spirit is yeah. still, he's on his word, his powers yeah. there. Absolutely. And, uh, uh, Oh goodness. If you can get to the convention, get to the convention. Amen. Yeah. But if you can't get on the stream from around the world, wherever you are, the power of God will fall. Amen. Yes, Amen. absolutely. We'll be on Facebook. We'll be on YouTube. You can get to it from our website, globaloutpouring.org, and participate. You can make your comments on online, or you can get there. Come and be with us. There's uh, information on how to register on our website, globaloutpouring.org. And this is going to be life-changing. Pastor Mark, can you tell us anything that happened in one of our conventions that was life-changing for you? Probably one of the greatest things I had watched Papa Dorn pray for another minister friend of ours. And, uh, for those that may not know, Papa Dorn's a pastor that was sort of Sister Gwen's pastor and there for years. And a, a mighty man of God. He's 91 now. Yeah. Wow. Mighty man of God. And he, as he began to pray for the other minister, I'm supposed to be the one holding the service. <laughs> but as Papa Dorn began to pray for the other minister, the power of God fell on me. It fell on the other minister as well, but the power of God fell on me. And suddenly Papa Dorn turns around to me and begins to pray and impart to me. Mm. And about that time, Sister Gwen was still with us and she turned to me and pointed her hand and began to pray. And I went under the power. I'm supposed to be holding the meeting. That's not helpful. <laughs> The minister's on the floor. Yeah, God's please. no respecter of ministers. <laughs> yeah, it, it didn't seem to matter to him. No. And I see above me this spiral of mm. angels all the way into an open portal in heaven. Hundreds and hundreds of them. Kind of you think of a circular staircase, you know, a spiral staircase. Mm -hmm. That's the way they looked. Yeah, they weren't on a staircase, but that's the way they looked in, in the air. And they were moving. And every one of them had gifts in their hands. Mm -hmm. And the spirit of God said to me, miracles and gifts of healing. Wow. And I was aware that I was being connected with that. Wow. Probably some from Sister Gwen's ministry, some from Papa Dorn's ministry. Uh, the man he was praying for was uh, Emmanuel Jabuki, the great pastor from uh, Lagos, Nigeria. And, uh, it was after that that the miracles, extraordinary things, mind to me, mind boggling things of instant miracles mm. began to occur very regularly. Glory to God. And that happened. It'd probably be maybe in the last convention that Sister Gwen was with us, something like that. Mm. And, uh, you know, uh, I mean, so I'm telling you, get there. Amen. Things Amen. will happen. Change your life. Amen. Change your ministry. You know, I will say, and I know we're running the edge of time here, but um, because Global Outpouring, by the very name, 
has this call to the nations of the world. Yes. I've been in a few nations when I met up with you guys, <laughs> Jamaica, Peru, few places, Bulgaria. But suddenly, when that anointing that is on this ministry came over me, the next thing I knew, I'd preached in 38 nations. Wow. Wow. And we're a small church. Where does the money come from for all that? But it just came. It still comes. I've got some in savings waiting till we can go right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's amazing to me. And that it, an impartation came when I connected with global outpouring. So you that have this call, get there. Amen. In Jesus' Amen. name, Father, make a way for him. Yes, yes. Lord. Amen. Yes. Get connected. There's something about getting connected with those that have that call. In Jesus' yes. name, Father, make a way for them. Yes. Make a way. You, You've called them, and you're going to connect them, and you're going to send them into the nations because you've given them a heart for the nations. You'll send mm -hmm. some into this nation. Healings and miracles and signs and wonders will begin to flow. In Jesus' name, Lord, I thank you. Lord, we receive in Jesus' name. And Father, those that need miracles and need healing today, Holy Spirit, pour out to them. Lord, some may have already received while we were telling as yes. faith rose in their hearts. Yes. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you so much, Pastor Mark, for being with us. And we look yes, forward to amen. being together again. Always my honor. Amen. Yes. And we'll, we'll be together again June 29th through July 2nd, 2021 for Global Outpouring Convention 2021. We welcome you to join us. If you enjoyed today's podcast, Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the podcasting platform suggest this podcast to other listeners who are also looking for a great move of the Holy Spirit. Check out our website at globaloutpouring.org to find out more information, read our blogs, connect with us, and donate. You can also browse our web store for life-changing anointed books. Until next time, this is Sharon Buss. And I'm Philip Buss. God bless you with his overwhelming, loving presence. <laughs>